Okay, awesome. Yeah. All right, Jonathan, welcome back to another one. Rory, how are you? Yeah, I'm all good. Thanks. How are you? Yeah, tired. Yeah. <laughs> bit of a, for those of you not watching it, obviously on YouTube or something, just listening through, obviously a bit of a late night podcast. This, I think it's about 11 p.m. here in the UK and Ireland. So quite a late yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Lastminute.com. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't be like us. <laughs> it just shows you the efforts that we put in for our, our listener base, huh? Exactly. Could have left it to tomorrow or something, but no, we'll get it out tonight and make sure it's done fresh for you. On time, on time. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, today, what we're going to talk about, Rory, I know yeah. we kind of quickly said maybe we'll jump into maybe the difference between trading and investing. I think that's probably a decent topic. Yeah, I think it is. A, you know, it's a very good topic because there's obviously a big gray area that sits between trading and investing, you know. And obviously the word trading can be used in different terms, Jonathan. People think of trading as day trading. Other people think of trading as maybe, you know, zero months all the way up to six months. And then people think investments anywhere up to one or two weeks, you know, maybe up to 10 or 20 years. So a lot of different terminologies. There are a lot of different time horizons. And I think, you know, the aim of this podcast is we'll clear all those up, show people how they can trade, show the people, you know, the difference in investing, and maybe even, you know, talk a bit about our own experiences and things like that as well. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. I think, look, there's, there's a lot of differences between obviously trading and investing, but I think to start like, for somebody who who maybe isn't trading or investing, you know, I, I would personally say that you should potentially learn how to trade before you should learn how to invest. That'd be my opinion. Yeah. And I'll kind of go into more detail on that in a minute. But what would you say? I I, I would say, to be honest, nearly the other way about. It, 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 Funny, it, that's good. I like that. Let's get a debate it, going, Rory. Yeah, <laughs> but it but it depends. I think on a couple of things. It depends on the on your capital that you have. It depends on your sort of time horizon. You know, and also maybe depends as well, Jonathan, on your, on your skill level. I think it's good to get involved in trading first because, as you know, you can take twenty trades in a day. Get used to the execution. Get used to you know just even the platform and how to use it and, and whatnot. And maybe get used to the ideas. Although maybe you want to start off in investing because, um you're going to have that bit of a longer time time horizon and you're not going to have as much exposure in that short-term play and you're not going to really be looking for the volatility as much. You're just going to be looking over a longer time horizon. So there's probably a better chance you might have a few winning trades that mightn't be as big because you'll obviously have huge stop losses on them. But I think it does come down to a few factors. And as you say, I think we'll get a bit more into it and, and talk a bit more about both sides of, of why. But I agree with your side, but from my side, I would also say maybe start with the investing. But yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll start the debate on it. Yeah, I mean, like from my side, I suppose most people that I bump into when we, we when we you know sit down and have a chat is talking about investing, and so many people invest in the market with so little knowledge about what they're investing in, yeah. or they have a QFA that's investing for them, and they're like, you know, oh, you know, I'm losing money, what's going on, or you know, they don't really know what they're doing, and you know, to start to actually trade stocks, it's not just about your friend telling you about an idea, right, or jumping in you know, getting a 212 account or whatever and, you know, jumping on and buying a stock because you think it's a good stock or, or whatever the case might be, that's never going to be substantial. You're never going to get a long-term gain from that. Whereas yeah. I feel personally, if you do want to get into the industry, whether it's trading or investing, I think trading is the best place to start because mm -hmm. first and foremost, trading is building up that that skill that you're going to need, okay? Yeah. And that's, that skill starts at, obviously, first of all, education. It's about learning the basics, understanding why price moves what you know is it the fundamentals is it the technicals is it the sentiment and, and everything else in between and building that knowledge up and understanding that within trading 
gives you that kind of that basis point, that foundation for you to go on and actually then start to build a portfolio within mm. you know your long-term investment. Yeah. Whereas I think jumping straight into investment without knowing what actually moves the markets or um you know just basically everything that encompassing uh trading um it it i just think it's getting off the wrong foot yeah well i think i think you know just as you said something there crossed my mind i think as well depends on what you mean by trading and maybe what you mean by or investing sorry it depends what you mean by investing if you're going to start to invest in your own allocations and you know and manage your own fund you know in terms of investments then yes you might get off on the wrong foot but you know some people jonathan like to just invest in funds and you know pension funds and the sort of wider things and maybe sometimes that's not a bad place to start you know because those can be quite long-term safe bets you know for example if you want to go on to create an iShares account or a vanguard account and you maybe want to put a thousand pound away yeah that's probably the best place to start just getting used to things like that but if you want to start you know building up your own portfolio and building up your own actively uh, managed portfolio then definitely for sure you don't want to start having a 15 20 stock portfolio of investing you know before you learn how to trade you know or, or vice well, versa but, but but going in and putting in a trade on on some kind of a you know long term stock view without really understanding why you're doing it again it goes back to that right mm-hmm. i mean i've been teaching people how to trade now within companies for the last 8 years and one motto that I've always had and, and always will stick by is come in and learn how to trade. If trading is not for you, the what the beauty of what we offer, what I offer, always try to offer is a service that gives you an education all the way through to an understanding how this works. Whether you're the right person to trade or not, really it's regardless because at the end of the day, by the time that you realize, okay, trading's for me or it's not for me, by the end of that process, you're going to turn around and go, okay, Maybe trading's not for me, but I've learned so much about the markets and, you know, it's going to help me when I want to speak to my QFA, if I want to look at my long-term investments, if I want to, you know, if I want to jump into the investment side of things, um, even if you just want to sit down and talk to people about what's going on in the markets, it's mm-hmm. it's about having that knowledge, building that education, that foundation of information that will last forever, you know, yeah. and that's the difference. It's not just kind of coming in start trading, losing, winning, whatever is going on and not really understanding why you're doing it. I think, like I say, it goes back to education. Principally, it goes back to education yeah. and that's where the basic, you know, yeah. that's where the fundamentals come in. Yeah, well, suppose that that's very true, you know, because I'd often have, you know, sort of two types of friends. Maybe a friend would look at me and say they, you know, they potentially want to have their own actively managed funds so they want to pick their own stocks and things like that. And I would always say, Jonathan, that's a very, very difficult thing to do, especially as a newbie, you know, investor or trader. You know, trying to manage your own portfolio with your own holdings, I think is quite a difficult thing. You know, I often wonder why do people not then just invest in, in indices or start to invest in different ETFs and things like that. Mm-hmm. And even sometimes I forget, you know, how difficult that can be for people because then the next question asks is, well, what, what do you ETF to invest in? And for me, that's quite self-explanatory. You know, for me, I could I could figure out the answer in probably two or three minutes of what the best ETF is simply by looking at the data, looking at a macro factor and going from there. So if I was looking at a macro factor, for example, over the last 20 years, what's been one of the biggest booms in the last 20, 30 years? Well, it's obviously been IT. So I would just say, well, put it in an IT ETF, you know, put it in the S&P 500 information technology sector, put it in there, it's an ETF, be brilliant. And but people can't goes. think of, you know, people don't can't recognize that. So as you say, if you learn the fundamentals first, then you can carry those forward and say, well, these are the fundamentals going forward. Fundamentals now look like sort of AI. So if there's an AI ETF out there, Absolutely. you know, yes. Bang that's your money into that's the biggest thing now, right? Mm-hmm. Next boom is AI. Um, but again, going back to that, it, it like I say, like you, 
but fundamentally like you're saying if you're talking to somebody or not it you have the knowledge built up from from the information that you've you've acquired over the years of learning how to trade to mm -hmm. be able to actually come to a point where you can actually make an educated decision on going for a stock or not you know yeah. and it doesn't have to you don't need to know it like look me, me and you are very different traders mm -hmm. um you know you're very much a, a deep fundamentalist um where i'm more of a sentiment trader um and obviously back that up with my technicals and so on it's not to say that either of us are more successful than, than the other yeah. and but at the same time there's a million there's a million ways to trade the markets but like i say it's, it starts at your core education understand how the markets work and then you kind of decide then if you want to invest or not. But like I say, there's 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 lots of different types of investors. You got the investors, like I said, like my friend will come up to you and tell you that they've just, you know, bought some, you know, blue chips yeah. stock that they, 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 somebody's told them that's a good idea, or they're you know the whole Wall Street bets side of things where people were kind of just following whatever was happening, and it was actually I was really interested to see you know, the retail traders kind of take on the institutions and, mm -hmm. you know, and it hurt them. It hurt it the does. big hedge funds, you know, and, you know, there's not, not to say that's not going to happen again. Yeah, exactly. That Wall Street bets was definitely an interesting time. You know, remember, um, you know, some of them hedge funds across New York, especially in Manhattan, getting absolutely hammered. I think there was one in New Jersey as well, Bill Huang. I think he lost, what was it? Was it 20 billion or something he lost in, in three yeah, days? Yeah, yeah. You know, something crazy. You know, I think what what was it he was short again? Was it um GameStop or something? Yeah. I think he was short. It was one of those, I think it was maybe Games yeah. GameStop. He was short. You know, he lost 20 billion or 18 billion in the in the guts of two or three days. You know, <laughs> it just shows you that completely like we, crazy. You yeah. know, if you think about it, right, the markets, I mean the markets are moving by, you know, from institutional money. Yeah. But the fact that if you can get enough retail traders together in one, you know, mm -hmm. you know, in one form essentially like that. And actually move markets and put pressure on these guys it's just insane yeah and see the you know the problem with it as well is that what the you know what the hedge funds didn't have going for them as well is because every time they went short you know the best way that the investment banks of the brokers could actually hedge themselves was actually then to start to go long you know so yeah. you didn't just have well, the that was it they were just trying to squeeze yeah. you know <laughs> you know you actually had the you actually had investment banks you know the other side so for example say you had you know bill huang going a million shares you know, short, you maybe the investment banks that can go a million shares long just to protect themselves. Yeah, yeah you know, absolutely. Uh, so it, was, it, was, it was interesting, you know, like I say, I mean, just the fact that retail traders can actually, you know, yeah. actually have an impact on the markets is, is yeah. quite cool. But it's it's definitely not something I would ever advise. You know, I would never say jump in Wall Street bets and whatever they're doing, do it. You might get, oh, you you know, might get lucky here and there, but yeah, it's, absolutely. It's, it's a certain way to get burned. It's definitely yeah, 100%. Way. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't even know who is giving you this information, who's telling you to buy what, sell what, where, when, you know, it's, it, it's kind of, exactly. it was a, it was a jump on the bandwagon kind of thing, but exactly. look, it, it, it was, it was, it was good. But what I didn't like about what came from that was a kind of smear campaign come out about retail traders and how they don't know what they're doing and how this, that and everything else. But, you know, at the end of the day, they, you know, they were giving lessons to the big guys, you know, it was well, that's the thing, you know, there is always, there's this sort of phenomenon that retail traders are just the guys that sit in their home or sit in their mum's garage and, you know, and sit and trade all day. But there is obviously retail traders out there that, you know, are ex-institution or they're ex-hedge fund managers and they've come off the professional side and now run their own, their own accounts. You right. know, and, the, and, and, these, and these guys are classified as retail traders and, you know, they seriously know what they're doing. And then there's obviously Absolutely. other guys in between who know exactly what they're doing. 
Well, this is the thing. I mean, even you're just your basic retail trader now, there's so much access to information out there. The problem is there's lots of sh- shit information out there. But if, if the guys that have access to the good information and actually knowledgeable and, you know, uh, educated to to make these decisions, I mean, there's lots of good retail traders out there now. And like I say, there's, there's, there's lots of good information. Yeah. Especially now, you know, a lot of the trades are starting to be driven by AI, starting to be driven by quantitative analysis, things like that. You know, the world is starting to switch up and, you know, a lot of people now are coming from mathematic backgrounds, physics, engineering backgrounds, Jonathan, and now starting to get involved in trading, saying, well, you know, I've got, I've developed these algorithms, I'm trying to do this and trying to do that. And they're starting to now copy some of the big hedge funds, you know, what they did maybe 10, 15 years ago. They're now starting to get uh, access to that information and it's still working somewhat. It's maybe not generating the same returns, but it's still kind of working. You know, There's so a huge a- amount of engineers in trading. Yeah, definitely. Big time. You know, a huge amount. Like, I was if, actually really surprised. Yeah, if you want to be that one of the highest paid institutional traders out there or work in a hedge fund, go study mathematics, physics, or engineering. That's or quantitative finance. That's one of the best ways to get into it. There's sure. huge, huge money down there. I've seen some of the salaries in Wall Street, you know, just for graduates alone being over 350, 400k a year. Yeah. You know, and that's just for a 20 yeah. year old coming out of uni. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. So it is. That shows you, you know, yeah. you work hard and you, you have your ambitions. You know, there's there's plenty of roles there, and the good thing about it is it's never going to go away. You know, it's 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 bomb proof, really. The financial <laughs> markets are always going to be there. You know, always going to be there. I always say if the financial markets blow up, don't worry, don't worry about your money because it'll probably not count in a few days. Absolutely, one hundred percent. And look, I suppose the other thing to go back to, kind of like the difference between retail trading and um and and actually, you know, long longer term stock trading, like it's about how much capital you have as well, right? I mean, there's there's I mean, doesn't matter what you're trading, you should never trade with any more than what you can afford to lose, right? First and foremost, right? That money should just be disposable income that you're looking to, you know, you might have X amount of money sitting aside. It's going to do nothing for you sitting in the bank, um, you know, and you want to learn a new skill and you want to try to invest that money. But the good thing about trading is, you know, there's lots of entry points. You don't need to come into it, you know, a hundred thousand pound or ten thousand pound even for that. I mean, you can start with a thousand pound or or whatever the case may be and 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 test the water with trading, you know, mm-hmm. and I suppose when you're going into investing, you know, I suppose in the same principle, you can certainly invest small amounts, but again, it's, it's, I suppose it's not as exciting as trading potentially on one side, because you don't have as much, you know, risk reward. Mm -hmm. Um, But at the same time, you know, it it is, you know, doesn't matter if you're trading or investing, you know, start small. I mean, exactly. I, th- I think as well depends on what your remit is. You know, if you're if you're looking to get into the game, Jonathan, to, to make a few pound every year or or whatever it is to pay yourself dividends, then yeah, trading is probably the best way for you. You know, but if you're looking to get in and sort of put capital along the line and say, well, that's the money I want. You know, whether it's from kids or grandkids and or a retirement yeah. pot. You know, you're obviously mm-hmm. not going to you're not going to try and trade that money all the way up for the next forty or fifty years. I mean, that's that's ridiculous. One hundred percent not. But I you know? I definitely believe that what you'll learn within the environment of trading will certainly stand to you when it comes to when it yeah. comes to investing a hundred percent but you know what i'm the point i'm trying to get at is that most people will always have two accounts you know everybody will have a trading account and everybody will have an investing account you know and you can always run them side by side and there's nothing wrong with doing that as long as you can understand the difference between the two you know sure. that's that's one thing if you have a short speculative position where you think I think there's going to be huge upside in this company. I don't know about the long term, but definitely it's going to benefit in the next five years. That's a trade idea. But if you have a company, for example, like whether it's Unilever, Coca-Cola, some staple like that that you want to invest in, Apple, and you think it's just going to continue to grow, pay huge dividends in the future, that's a company you might just yeah. want to invest in. 
you know absolutely 100 and i suppose look it's about what's what's right for you as well in the longer term you know mm-hmm. are you looking for a more kind of aggressive approach or are you looking for more of a, a passive kind of you know income in that way yeah exactly and as you say you just have to break it down and see really what you want in the short whether you want short-term gains or sort of long-term gains but either way i think you have to start somewhere anyway and definitely if you're starting out trading or something then you're going to find your feet a lot quicker a lot more trades get on as this, as we said, Jonathan, you always need that fundamental back and you always need that fundamental sort of education, you know, to get you started, whether it's investing or trading, doesn't matter what you're doing. You need to have that understanding of the, of the fundamentals. That's for sure. 100%. I was really hoping to get into a, a heated debate with you today, Rory, but yeah. I'm going to have to pick another topic, buddy. <laughs> yeah, well, I had to pick another one and see <laughs> or, or, or get somebody else on. Yeah. <laughs> somebody doesn't agree with you, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, look, look again. It's it's not something that we can kind of bang on about too much. But I think you know, I think we've really covered the key points here in terms mm-hmm. of what the difference is. And and for me, the focus, regardless of what it is that you want to do or go on to do, I think it's just. I think we've said it a number of times now. It's the education. You know, learn how it works. So the good thing about trading is, if if you are going to jump into trading, there's kind of three main factors that you need to understand and learn. And again, you've got your fundamentals. You've got your sentiment and you've got your technicals. Then the three things, once you can kind of master those three or at least have a good understanding of those three, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Is it trading or investing? You know, it's it's them three principles, right? Obviously, the whole risk management, trade psychology plays more into trading than it does investing, you know, and that's really the main difference. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, risk management, trade psychology, you can go all the way down into you know your portfolio management and things like that. That plays a huge part. But I would always say, you know, for the top line retail traders, it's not something you should be really digging too deep into. You know, you don't want to be on your first day looking out and thinking, well, what's the correlation of this portfolio? What's the beta of my portfolio? You know, standard deviations. You don't want to be looking at things like that. As you say, you just want to touch on the top line stuff, looking at your fundamental, your technicals, your sentiment, getting used to it. And from there, you couldn't be too far wrong. Absolutely. And then, like you say, when, you, when you're trading and then it's like, right, if you do want to go into that investment side of things, it's, it's about understanding how to how to actually dig deeper into the companies that you're investing in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and we, we kind of touched upon this on our last podcast when, when we, we went did. through this. But, you know, it, it, there's a number of factors come into play. Mm-hmm. Like for me personally, a big part of who I'll invest in with a company will be the person behind the company. Yeah. And I think I asked you this question before, and I think you said it wasn't as big a, a part of what you actually w- would invest within. But yeah. for me, it is. I think, you know, there's there's leaders out there in, in certain areas. Mm-hmm. And I think these guys are going to continue to evolve and continue to, you know, to, to, to push on and kick on. And I think if you can back the right horse almost in, in, in that way, and you can, you know, back that up with the fundamentals of the company, you know, we can look at their, you know, their financial statements and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the everything else that's involved with the top to bottom kind of, you know, analysis of, 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 of the company in itself. And, but for me, it's about the person, you know, that, that guy that's kind of that forefront, that leader that's going to change things, you know, and, you know, for, you can you look at the big guys now. I mean, look mm-hmm. at look at Elon Musk, for instance. And again, everybody knows Elon Musk. And at the same time, he's been rolled off a million times over, but he yeah. just keeps coming back. You know, it, I don't I don't know how many times Tesla people have come out the PR the press of you know Tesla's going to drop. It's yeah. you know they they you know and and they're probably look 
the biggest thing with the, the key players, right? And there's a few of them, um, you know, Bezos uh, to add into that kind of category. And these guys are worth so much money and they've got, they're so, some like they're such powerful influence as well, especially with yeah. social media and everything else. These guys are moving markets. I mean, what they done, he done with Dogecoin and, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's crazy, you know, mm-hmm. um, to have that much influence on in the markets, you can actually impact the price by yeah. saying one tweet. It's, yeah. See, I think, I, th- I think, yeah, for me, depend company dependent and person dependent, you know, I'll, I'll look into, you know, see how much of an asset a person is to a company. You know, my true belief is that I don't think, you know, this is maybe where the debate will start, but I don't think people are that dependent or companies are that dependent on people. You know, and there's two examples in this sort of, in the near term, we can see one of them is, you know, Amazon, whenever Jeff Bezos stepped down, you know, CEO, what happened to Amazon? Well, literally nothing, you know, it just continued his day-to-day life and nothing really happened. You know, whenever we've seen Steve Jobs, you know, pass away and Tim Cook came in and replaced, well, what happened? Well, you know, everybody loves Steve Jobs and thought he was great and looks like actually Tim Cook's, I wouldn't say doing a better job, but he's certainly not doing a worse job. You know, Apple's just continued. And I think sometimes when you have a really great company like that and, you know, it has very good fundamentals, it's good, you know, management operating plans and, and whatnot. I don't think it's as well, well, right? But that's yeah. kind of been built by the the original person yeah. who set up that company. You know, it's so, built that ethos and... Uh, build that ethica into what they're doing yeah so as long as you're not getting the complete opposite swap and you know if you're looking at if there is a change in management and you know everybody's completely different for example you know we we had jack dorsey at twitter he was all about you know esg he was all about he was, he was quite on the social side of of life he was all about trying to make everything fair for people and he had a lot of staff there elon musk came into twitter and realized that 80 percent of the people shouldn't actually be here just wanted to cut costs turn it around so something like that's a complete opposite in terms of management and that's when you might want to look at a company and be like right what's this going to do is this is this going to affect positively is it going to affect negatively you know obviously twitter then sure. came off came off the public market and went private so it wasn't something you could have traded but you there's things like that happen every day and that's when you want to get in and start looking at these ceos looking at the management and think of well you know what's their ethos what are they doing you know and another side of the investment as well as now jonathan hot topics all esg you know that's another sort of hot topic as well sure. out there Sure, 100%. But I mean, I think when, when companies get that big, you know, it's not just about the, the guy at the top, it's about the team around them. And I think, like you say, when 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 a guy at the top kind of falls or leaves the company for whatever reason, I think that stays on because really these decisions are becoming as a collective as opposed to a singular. Yeah. Well, that, that's the thing too. In terms of, you know, somebody like Bezos, he's obviously, I'm not sure if he's the biggest shareholder, but he's definitely one of the biggest shareholders. You see, obviously does have a lot of influence over the company. So you can poke his head in here and there and say, well, I don't like this, I like that. So as much as you mightn't think the decisions aren't being made by him, they most likely are being made by him. And just quickly to touch on Twitter, do you think he's going to try list again in the future? What was, you know? Um, I've, I've no idea. You know, I mean, this whole X company has been, been around from what, the late 90s, you know, ever since PayPal was kind of starting up, that, that's been his whole thing. I'm not sure if he will list again. I mean, I always said the only reason that Elon Musk bought Twitter was for free speech and, and literally nothing else. Because, I mean, he bought it during a time where people were literally getting kicked off Facebook for nothing because Mark Zuckerberg didn't agree with them. And they lost their rights to communication throughout the whole world. So that's effectively what Elon Musk bought. He didn't buy a social media platform. He bought himself a voice to, what is, I don't know, uh, to a billion people, two billion users. I don't know how many there is. That's what he bought um, himself. Absolutely. And what's the first thing that Zuckerberg done, you know? Yeah launch threads yeah. you know? literally tr- you know tried to copy him they're trying to kick him out 
you know, because one of the examples, whether you like them or not, and I'll not discuss my views, but somebody like Andrew Tate, very influential in the world, you know, had a lot of voices. Jonathan, all those, all of a sudden overnight was just cut from everything. You know, had no more voice anymore, wasn't wasn't allowed to say anything. And I think Elon, obviously this was before that, but Elon Musk was afraid of things like that happening. You know, he's seen it happening with Trump as well. And he was like, well, I don't want to be that person because you know, Tesla obviously has no market and spend. And Elon Musk is the market and spend. What he says is is the marketing. So he knew that if yeah. he ever get cut off from the world, that would be it. Tesla would go, SpaceX would go, and Boring Company, and you know, the whole X umbrella would completely it's collapse. Interesting view. Yeah. You know, so he knew that he needed to get himself out there. What do you do? Buy Twitter. Did he care about yeah. the price? He didn't care about the price. Not one bit. Sure. I mean, you know? who are the most powerful people in the world? It's you know, it's the it's it's the guys out there that own, you know, some of the biggest news outlets in the world. So I mean, like they these guys it's, are controlling it, right? Exactly, you know, and there's still investigations going on and you see things about, you know, the whole 2020 US election campaign that there was obviously more post out for Democrats than there was for Republicans and that, you know, Facebook were holding it back and the misuse of information over COVID and, you know, things like that. And as you say, who, who are the people controlling this? Elon Musk's obviously seen all this building up and says, well, I don't want to be involved in that. I want to have my own platform and control it. Yeah. And when you're as wealthy as he is, in my opinion, you have every right to have your own voice and, and control your voice. And I think it was probably, I think it was an investment in himself, not really an investment in the company. Sure. I mean, you know? absolutely agreed. <clears throat> you know, um, if, ask, your, ask yourself if you had a hundred pound in the bank, you know, would you spend 44 pound of it to, you know, get your Facebook account for life and to always be guaranteed free speech and things like that. And you, you probably would. Yeah. I mean, how much is free speech and, <laughs> well, when you own it, it's up to you, isn't it? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you know? Yeah, you own free speech. Literally. Uh, yeah. Well, I think we'll I think we'll wrap it up there, Rory. Um, it's now half eleven. I mean, yeah, going to be up in about six hours. So, <laughs> <laughs> no problem. Sounds good. So, uh, but look, I really appreciate it. Uh, once again, great podcast. I'm I'm definitely going to find something more debatable. I'm going to find out what's your pet hate, and I'm going to. Yeah. Right, I'm gonna, yeah. I'll, I'll give you I'll give you um give you a clue. Bring up US politics and that'll that'll soon go. <laughs> that, that's all, that's all, that's always a winner, especially when you're here in London. It's always a great one. <laughs> so it's, all right, mate. No, we'll, a pleasure. We'll, we'll continue this on the app if anybody's any more questions. Always a good place to continue these discussions. Absolutely. Please. We'll see you there. Yeah. Perfect. Nice one, mate. Cheers. Cheers, Rory. Thanks, buddy. Bye bye.